Welcome back to the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. My name is Uwe and I'm again more than happy to be your host. Today we are again talking about data-driven management in relation to the case study by Lucas Strohmeyer called Central Business Intelligence in the Marketing Guidebook. Today joining me from UK's Dale Wiley. Dale, welcome and how are you? Great. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, doing very well. The sun is shining. It's uh, it's nice weather here in the UK. And as Brits, we always talk about the weather, as you know. So, um, yeah, feeling good. Where in UK are you based? In Londondale? No, I, I'm. Uh, if you go southwest of London, uh, we're in a place called the New Forest, which is uh, just on the coast uh, opposite the Isle of Wight, the little island off the, the, the bottom of the UK. Great, thank you. Dale, before we get started, please kindly introduce yourself to our community. What is your role, your function, where you're coming from? Yeah, sure. So uh, so my name is Dale Val. I'm an industry analyst, so I spend a lot of time researching different aspects of the technology industry and marketplace. We're, uh, we're one of those mid-sized industry analyst firms, so we do a similar job to Gartner, Forrester, and IDC and those kind of guys, but we're a little more focused in uh, in a few different areas, and we work slightly differently. We do a lot of uh, survey work uh, and in-depth interviews with people that are out there using technology, trying to get the most from technology in a business context. And that's mostly uh, across both cloud and uh, on-premise solutions at the moment. So, you know, we've got a bunch of guys here who they're very into the data center side of things. That's not really my bag, but um, I'm mostly on where technology impacts the business. So business intelligence, analytics, collaboration, all those kind of things. What is your background, Dale? Is it IT or is it data science? Where are you coming from? Uh, if you go back far enough, uh, I started off as a biochemist. So I spent... Oh, you did? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's interesting, actually, right now, because with all of the talk of uh, mm. some of the... So, so some of the virus discussions around when are we going to you know, see solutions around that and clinical trials and so on. I, I was heavily involved in clinical trials earlier in my career. And that's how I got into IT, actually, because I started playing with computers in a, in a laboratory automation context. So uh, I started dabbling with a bit of programming, got more and more into that, uh, got into the data analysis side pretty heavily. And then ultimately, I retrained as uh, a programmer, then an analyst, and then uh, ended up running s some fairly large projects. And uh, uh, flipped the fence then. I spent some time working for technology vendors, people like SAP, Oracle, uh, Sybase, those kind of guys. And then at the beginning of this century, I became an industry analyst and uh, started this firm, Freeform Dynamics. And we wanted to do a different kind of industry uh, coverage, which was really focused on not the technology per se, but how requirements and behavior has, were, were driving technology needs. So our focus is very much talking to buyers and users of technology as opposed to, you know, it's not that we don't talk to technology vendors, but everything we do is anchored on the buying and using side, if that makes sense. Thank you so much for the introduction. And uh, 
the reason why we're talking today or we you joined me today is the topic of data-driven business and we have a case study in the b2b marketing guidebook uh, provided by lucas stromeyer on the case study on central business intelligence and i came across your recent report on data-driven uh, management uh, which you did for Fujitsu and of course your company free from dynamics and i invited you because i was uh, surprised and concerned about the one key fact that you figured out that five to eight percent in duck region and uk can only be considered as data driven today nowadays so i'd put it quite direct so they're basically in a data-driven blind flight on their journey surprising to me so um, uh, in the era of central business intelligence uh, what is your experience uh, in regard to marketing or other visions, what do what, where are we and what what we have what we have to overcome? What kind of challenges, Dale? Yeah, I, I think the first thing to say is it is very hard to generalize on questions of how advanced organizations are. Uh, as I said earlier on, we do a lot of uh, market research, so we do a lot of uh, survey work, and we talk to a lot of businesses in the average month. And what we find is there is a huge uh, variation in terms of the maturity of organizations. Uh, some organizations, and these are the ones that get talked about when we're, we're you know, reading about best practices and reading case studies in books like yours, for instance. Um, it tends to be the ones that are more advanced and are actually leading the way. But for every one of those, there are maybe four or five that are doing okay, but really not at the leading edge. And then there are another four or five that are maybe only doing the basics and struggling. There, there are a few at the other end that are, you know, really seriously um, in a bad place. But most people are are somewhere in the middle. So if you think of it as a bell curve, mm -hmm. I think the industry focus quite often is on the edge of the bell curve that's very advanced, and that's great because we can learn from those guys. Mm -hmm. But we don't hear much about the people in the middle. And a lot of the research we do is trying to understand where the bulk of organisations are out there. And that that that's kind of how we end up with some of the numbers that that you've referred to. Getting back to to you, the the key figure which showed my, which raised my attention is five to eight percent of companies are data driven. This means that the majority is not using data at all. So how are they doing their management, their corporate management, their strategies? How are they currently working nowadays? Yeah. So data driven is uh, this is all about definitions, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you're data driven, then uh, the idea is that you're taking advantage of the data you have both internally and externally and using that to drive your, your business. So you're being very proactive uh, about uh, the use of, of data and that, that data. And, and there, for instance, you're doing a lot of predictive, forward looking, alert driven recommendation driven activity so the data is genuinely dry and the insights from that data more to the point are genuinely driving your business if you are one step back from that then it's not that you're not using data you are doing forecasting you are but it, it's up to people to go and seek out the data that they need. And so managers are uh, and executives are in the driving seat. So they, they can quite often get the data they want, but they need to know to ask for it. In a data-driven environment, the data comes to you.
And I think that's the big difference. Ah, okay, interesting. So automatically and situational, dynamically, the data are coming and being used. Okay. And uh, now, in the B2B marketing guidebook, it is, of course, a marketing guidebook. And this case study of central business intelligence describes a showcase of an organization where, as part of the, or out from marketing department, this data-driven uh, culture or environment was developed. Now, of course, uh, marketers would say, Definitely, this kind of topic has to be tackled from the marketing department. But now with your experience and enormous background, what would you see that such a topic of data-driven management has to be established within an organizational system? Is it controlling? Is it IT? Is it corporate development? Or is it marketing because they are used to work with data from CRM systems? What is your experience, your, your recommendation? So I, I think if, if you work in marketing and if, if that's where you spend most of your time, then it's easy to get a view that marketing is leading the charge mm -hmm. on data. If you work in supply chain and you're spending all of your time there, you probably get a view that that's where everything is happening and, and, and that's where the real use of data is driving the business and enabling the business to do things. And the same, you know, you could go across the business and, and look at different parts of the organization. There's a lot of talk right now about digital transformation, and it's one of those phrases that can mean anything to anyone. But actually, one of the things that we have noticed is that organizations that generally transform the way they do business, they join up their various views of data and their data repositories, silos. Um, they break down the barriers. And if you think of it in that sense, then actually what goes on in marketing needs to very much dovetail with what goes on in product management and R&D, which in turn needs to dovetail what goes on in uh, production and delivery and customer service. So all these parts of the business should really be data-driven and not individually. And I think that's the big difference between the highly mature organizations we talk to and those that are still on their maturity journey. They haven't necessarily joined those silos. So I'd say marketing, absolutely essential, it's very hard to do marketing nowadays without, you know, having yeah. a lot of data in the mix. But the real benefits come when you join everything up. Mm -hmm. And you could get alerts. You could get, you could pick up events through any part of the business that should very quickly ripple through mm -hmm. other parts of the business. And, and that is, you know, a, a real key requirement nowadays. I couldn't agree more on, on getting rid of this silo thinking. And uh, but uh, now we, we do a, a throughout the guidebook. We on different articles always come up with a story we and they regarding marketing and sales. And I think the only long-term successful strategy can be if marketing and sales also join forces, like Volkswagen recently did the merged digitalization department, marketing and sales into one unit. But now having said that. And uh, getting back to, to your thesis, which you brought up, that they have to, we have to join our forces for sustainable success. This means that there will be uh, the different departments will have the independent strategies and think, uh, like you say, procurement intelligence or financial intelligence. Uh, they will claim the leading role to be in the driver's seat. Now, what would be your recommendation to overcome this then intrinsic competition between the departments? Who will be the mastermind of such a data-driven corporation? 
who um, can feasibly be the driver or the guider or the facilitator taken over that lead function? You, you've you've hit on one of the biggest questions there, and I think it it's futile to go and look for a single owner in the business. The big difference between the more mature organizations and the less mature organizations that comes through in the, the research that you referred to, but also just in general when we, we go and, and talk to people, is culture. So culture will impact how much people share. And if you notice in some of the research, we talk about, you know, how do you view ownership? Do you view ownership as this is everyone's data? Mm -hmm. um, but that, that transcends into then how freely are organizations or different parts of the organization working together. So it's that, and that's not just about data, that, that's about goals and objectives, about metrics, you know, mm -hmm. who, who is driven by what? At the end of the day, um, people are uh, rewarded, maybe monetary, maybe just pats on the back by certain metrics. How well do those metrics line up? And one of the things, you know, you mentioned sales and marketing. I, I we, we work with lots of people helping them um, drive, drive different campaign activity. And we find that when those two are misaligned in terms of core metrics, yeah. you throw PR into the mix as well. That are, you know, that they, they, they are sometimes they're very keen to go out and get coverage but coverage in a way that might throw some of their customers under the bus. I don't know if that's a phrase that you guys are familiar mm -hmm. with, but you know, maybe saying bad things about their customers is a great mm -hmm. way of getting coverage, but that's not great for sales. And right. it's certainly not great for you know, uh, developing messaging from a marketing perspective. So all these things need to, need to be lined up. I, I, some of the more interesting um, companies I've spoken with, they, they have different pivot points for different activities. So sure, mm -hmm. someone needs to, look after campaigns and marketing and so on someone else needs to look after delivery and and what goes on there but also matrix across that are the product guys mm -hmm. so if you have a good strong product management culture that has a good relationship internally with everyone else in the business whether it's sales whether it's marketing whether it's um, the delivery side of things customer service or whatever that can be the glue sometimes mm -hmm. uh, for for pulling things together and I think what we always encourage people to do is not try and do everything at once. You know, cho choose a slice through your organization and optimize that across your different silos or, mm. or, or functional groups, however you want to look at it. I think uh, the, what, where we've seen initiatives stall quite often mm -hmm. is when somebody has been given the job of trying to pull together an information strategy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I would not say it's 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 not a strong answer. It, it, one, if I but pick me up if I'm wrong, we could boil it down to an as in what we normally face: strong and good management will be the driver and enabler for overcoming the silo thinking in order to then take advantage of a data-driven management. Because if we don't have the commitment from top management, and a person is given the task to do that without the, the, the lack of the commitment from top management, we, he will or he or she will struggle uh, joining forces because it, then the silo thinking will raise and everybody wants to be the driver because these are my data or procurement say, these are my data, I don't give you access to my data. I think it's a leadership. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree to one level uh, and it doesn't happen without that, but that isn't gonna make it happen in its own right.
you want to find out about the second level Dale will be talking about, then don't miss a second part of our little coffee talk with Dale Weil from Freeform Dynamics on data-driven management. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm your host on the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. Stay tuned and don't forget to join us for the second part of this coffee talk. Goodbye. Goodbye.